Welcome to the San Diego County Bar Association's Meet and Confer, a podcast for the San Diego legal community. I'm Renee Stackhouse, a solo focusing on military defense and personal injury. And I'm Jim Crosby. I have a civil litigation practice. And today we have with us and welcome Sotera Anderson, Jalen Meghead, Chris Mukherjee, and Guyani Wirasinghe. Hey, guys. Hi. <laughs> we are five or six months into the shelter in place now in San Diego, and we've had a lot of ups and downs. You can, you can't. And the legal community has been pretty impacted by these changes and challenges. And one of the bright lights that we've seen watching lawyers that we know is that they've gotten very creative about what to do on top of practicing law and living their lives and staying safe and all that kind of good stuff. They're also being creative and starting all passion projects. And each of you have done that. So we're really excited to talk to you today about those projects, what you're doing and why you started doing them. So welcome. Thanks Thanks for having us. Awesome. So Jim, do you want to get started with delving into what people are doing? I'd like to say that for me, I just eat too much and drink too much. So (laughs) that seems to be my COVID project. So we'll move beyond that. And who wants to go first? What kind of fun stuff have you been doing? How about you, Jalen? What have you been doing during the COVID pandemic? So I initially have started doing like a YouTube channel. So I... Brand myself as my legal warrior. And I had wanted to like up my marketing. Initially, that's how I started getting into what I'm about to talk about is to just do these YouTube videos about family law and all this legal jargon. And then when unfortunately the death of George Floyd happened, there was a lot of talk, you know, about like racism, right? I wanted to highlight professionals in the community that do combat this issue in one way or another, whether they're using their profession, they're using their privilege, their socioeconomic status, they're doing something. And I wanted to highlight those professionals. So I, even though it started out as a marketing thing for my firm, <laughs> it ended up turning into something raising you know, awareness about these racial issues that I was not necessarily, like I was aware of it, but I wasn't as aware as how bad it was here in the States. I mean, just because I am obviously a minority and as minority as they get. (laughs) And yet I'm classified as white. So I've never really experienced anything like what I've now been, you know, seeing. I've heard a lot of stories and I felt like, you know what, we need to actually highlight this and people need to know that there's more than one way to take action, even if it includes listening. So I loved it. I got to connect with so many different people. I've probably interviewed now about 14 individuals. I was releasing two or three videos a week. And yeah, it was just amazing. So I really did get to network with a bunch of different individuals, not just from the legal community, but, you know, just other parts of San Diego. So... Where are they on YouTube? How, if I was to go to YouTube and try to look at those, what would I do? So if you type in my name, then you'll uh-huh. be able to find me, J-Y-L-A-N, and then my last name, M-E-G-A-H-E-D. I should probably just change it to My Legal Warrior. I haven't done that yet. I don't know if I should or shouldn't, but I feel like I should. <laughs> it's a good but, option. Yeah. You have options. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I do have options. Yeah. But yeah, the reason why I brand name myself that or yeah, because my last name in Arabic means warrior. And so it just seemed very fitting 
So yeah. super cool. I love it. I have been so excited to see what you're doing. And when I saw No Lives Matter Unless, dot, 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 I was yeah. just so blown away by how timely it was and how interesting it was. How did you go about choosing who you were going to start with? I know that's kind of a big process. Yeah. The name initially, I had seen somebody post on I think Instagram and they had written, you know, No Lives Matter. I didn't necessarily like love that. And so I went ahead and included the unless part, dot, dot, dot. And I wanted individuals to be able to freely speak about what that necessarily like meant to them and how, again, they're effectuating a positive change in the community. So I just reached out to some of my friends initially that were willing to speak about it. And then I reached out to the San Diego County Bar Association, the Lawyers Club, Laraza, and individuals were referring people to me that were very interested in participating. So I was very excited as to who wanted to participate on top of not just getting random folks and just my friends that weren't necessarily all attorneys, but that I had a lot of interest. So I was very excited about that. I was actually very proud of myself to a degree <laughs> and that I had so much interest because it was just kind of something for me and my family law viewership. And it ended up turning into something a little bit more than that, or actually a lot more than that. So, yeah. But so let me ask you this. So you're doing all this on top of your practice. Can you give us a little yes. bit about what you do in your lawyer role? Sure. So I'm a family law attorney and I've been an attorney now going on nine years, but I've been in family law for the last going on 16 years. And I say that because I've known that I've always wanted to be a family law attorney. I know I've always wanted to be a divorce attorney and I love what I do. So I'm a solo practitioner. I don't have any intentions on growing. I like being a boutique practice. I love that I'm able to take on whatever cases I want. I'm able to volunteer my time as well. And that's something I wouldn't have been able to do if I worked 70 hours a week for somebody else. So I love that I'm able to just do my own thing, the flexibility. And obviously from an income perspective, it's, it's great. So yeah. <laughs> you know what? I just realized that everyone on here is solo small firm. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Diego Solos and Smalls representing right now. And this is maybe why we do what we do so we can have a creative outlet. Love that. Very cool. <laughs> so Tara, tell us, what are you doing and what, what inspired you to start doing it? So I've always had a passion for cooking and baking and for my family. And my mom has all these wonderful recipes and we've always talked about putting it into a book. And then I thought, well, in this day and age, really, we're going to put into a book. How about we put it into videos and I'll take all those recipes and all the other ones that, you know, we make for our family and my daughter and I will get together and we'll put it in video. And so we started a YouTube channel and whenever we're getting ready to cook something, if we look halfway presentable, we'll turn the camera on. And then my mom is always telling me, put lipstick on. But huh. we do the... We do the videos so that we can spend time together, that we can put some of these recipes down and share it with our family. And then if other people enjoy it too, that's that's fun too. How do people find you on YouTube, Zotera? You know, I think you have to get a certain number of subscribers before you get your own like specific URL. Your, your own specific um, URL. I you have a hundred subscribers before you can get your own specific URL. You're correct. Right. And I think I have 60 now. And so I think but I think you'll have 61 in a second because I'm about to subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I think if you look for foodie boss lady or Soterra, you ah. probably probably foodie find it. Boss yeah. lady. That's funny. <laughs> That's how I found you, foodie boss lady. I thought it was super cool name, really fun, and I love your high energy when you're doing what you're doing. Thank you. My mom, every time she watches it, she's a big fan, of course, because she's my mom and she's biased. But she's like, you're so funny. I'm like, really? Okay, you say so. <laughs> I just subscribed, so Tara. Beat me to it. Is it Foodie Boss Cutie? It's F-O-O-D-I-E, Foodie <laughs> Boss Lady. Lady. And she's got a creme brulee and sloppy enchiladas. Yeah, and lemon bars. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, you got to make those. They're really good. Adriana's dying. She's like, I think I'm going to do one with uh, Renee's Renee's margarita. I think I just got all the ingredients, so we're going to put that together. I'll give you a shout out. At some point, I think a couple of years back, because I love baking as well, and I decided to start a lava cake business, which was so hard to like maintain my solo practice and my lava cake business, so I stopped, but... I love lava cakes. Just wanted to throw that out. I feel a collab <laughs> so can you coming make on. You There's going to be a, a guest chef. Yeah. So do you a sleep? Guest baker. <laughs> Legal warrior meets foodie boss lady. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> so Jalen, do you sleep? How do you do this? YouTube That's why I lava have to cakes. Stop, actually, yeah. <laughs> That's why I have to stop the lava cake business. <laughs> I think cooking is is a pretty common thread for people during the pandemic. For sure. Yeah, but it needs to be fun, right? So that's the part, like, I hit a point when I was cooking for my family where I was saying to myself, if I have to cook one more meal and do one more set of dishes, I'm going to scream because I've never in my life cooked as much as home (laughs) as we're doing now. But then there's those fun things, you know, where you find uh, a great recipe or you're cooking with Soterra or, you know, the thing we did with the county bar where we had the guest chef or whatever it is. And all of a sudden it's fun again to be in the kitchen. And that's really nice feeling after five months of cooking three meals a day on a good day. (laughs) We've embarked on this thing where I'm cooking a new recipe every Saturday night. And my wife sits there and drinks martinis and chats with me and we listen to music and I cook a meal and then we have a journal. We're keeping a journal of all these recipes as we go along. That's what's so good romantic. What's bad. Well, it's a blast. That's so nice. we just, yeah. We just we just eat, get sloppy drunk, and <laughs> in our own house, just the two of us. It's pretty fun. So. Well, the good That's thing out of not sloppy is- drunk. How about just a little not not sloppy drunk. <laughs> The good thing is that now my daughter knows how to make certain meals. Like, so on Tuesdays, she'll cook tacos and I'll make margaritas for myself. And she gets a Shirley Temple. And then, you know, we have a good evening. You know, sounds like a great day. Yes. Tuesdays. Come to my house when COVID's over. (laughs) So Tara Tuesdays. So Tara Tuesdays. I like it. So, so Tara, we want to know a little bit about your practice, too. So I opened up my own office a couple years ago. I help California consumers get refunds for their lemons. I am a lemon law attorney. I've been practicing for 20 years, and I spent most of that time actually defending the car manufacturers. And I built great relationships that I took with me when I moved to the other side. And so I still have those that work well for myself and for my clients, but that's what I get to do now. I went through a stage, I found myself in a crossroads and I wanted to ask myself, do I want to spend the rest of my career, what I felt like was pushing paper and I didn't. I wanted some more 
good heart feeling satisfaction in my job. So that's why I went to the other side. And now I get that. And I have the flexibility. I'm a single mom. So I have flexibility to be with my daughter. And I remember when you left and I remember how nervous you were. And look, now look at you. You're just everybody. So should congratulations. Do it. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what I still understand is how you have this very successful law practice and you have a YouTube channel for your law practice. You have your really fun food YouTube channel. And you're in the military. Yes, I don't sleep. <laughs> right. And again, it's a common malady with this group. So. Yeah. Wait, you're in the military currently? I'm in the Air National Guard. So it's, you know, the, like the one week in a month, although it's not really one week in a month. I've been in for 27 or 28 years now. And wow. I was a jack for a while, but I was just selected to be it's called a group commander. It's kind of hard to explain for civilians, but it's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. There's not really, there's not really many women in these (laughs) positions. And so I felt like I had a responsibility to put my name in the hat. And so now I, I get to do that. And it's absolutely wonderful. It's a wonderful, very fulfilling experience. So cool. Totally incredible. Congrats. Yeah. Thanks. So Chris, what about you? What are you doing? Well, obviously, I have solo practice, like Renee was mentioning earlier. My practice deals in the areas of business law, trust in states, uh, transaction litigation, and uh, I added personal injury about two years ago, which is a growing part of my practice. Mm-hmm. As far as passion projects go, during this COVID, I decided to also start a YouTube channel. And my YouTube channel wanted to focus primarily YouTube. on, yeah, it was a YouTube channel slash podcast But what I realized was obviously having Zoom, and I've had Zoom for the last three years for clients that I have all over, but now, you know, I can connect with anybody over Zoom at any time. And if I have somebody that I find that's interesting, that has something to share during this pandemic, you know, I would, I want to talk to them. I want to see what they do different, you know, what's unique about them or what, what they can provide. Also, I started utilizing the YouTube channel to post blogs. A lot of times what attorneys do is we're always told to blog. But um, and blogging is great for SEO purposes. You've written blogs, obviously, but video blogs mm-hmm. contribute the same amount. Well, you mm-hmm. can have you can do a video blog and have somebody transcribe that into writing. So you can kind of get the the SEO from the, the the video blog, and you can get the SEO from the written blog as well. Mm-hmm. What I found with the video blog was that I could get my thoughts across the moment it came across to me. You know, if I was walking with my my you know my six month old daughter in a stroller around the park and you know, something was reflecting on me about the day, I can, I can voice that. I can, I can record it on that walk. It'll take me three seconds and I can get it out there and I can post it on Facebook, post it on Twitter, post it on wherever else need to post it. That's um, wonderful. And it was, it was a way to me to connect with people a lot faster. It was, it was a part of marketing the business, obviously growing it. But then also the channel I created was I wanted to talk to people in business that are going through the period we're going through right now. And what are they doing unique? What are they doing to pivot during this period? Right. It's very easy to sit back and say things are tough. Think everybody's struggling. We're going through a lot of different things. But what can you do during this period to pivot? You know, what can you be, do that's unique? My last podcast I had. Dan Fulkerson on here and Dan Fulkerson, obviously the bulldog attorney, Bata Fulkerson. And Dan's an amazing person. And, you know, one of the things that I wanted to have him on the show was because Dan's a friend of mine, a colleague. We both kind of come up in this business together, but I wanted to talk to him about how we can motivate young attorneys graduating law school that are getting to, you know, that bar exams are constantly getting pushed away. Their job offers are getting declined. You know, they're now having to start their own practice. What do they do? 
how do you know what, what can they do to pivot to utilize this time to build right I, we wanted to communicate that to them at that point uh, how do they use this time to launch themselves into the future and that, that's what I did I came out of law school in 2012 wasn't the greatest economy I went to law school in 2008 came out and hung my shingle the moment I graduated so it was about you know the hustle, but also being tactical in how to approach that. And the whole idea of this podcast was to provide resources for business owners, young attorneys, whoever, to be able to, you know, either get motivated, find different things. If you if you want if you're looking into real estate, what you can do. If you want a business coach, what you can do. If you're a young attorney, what can you do? That was the goal behind that. And I think uh, you know it's it's still in its in infancy, but we're headed in the right direction with that. And I hope to have more amazing people on there and have some amazing conversations moving forward. I like that I concept, that, that mindset, that pivoting. I'm like, that's a nice concept because it's, excuse me for interrupting. It's very difficult, I think, because th- this time is very difficult because marketing is such a personal thing. You know, it's, it's at least successful marketing for me is one-on-one where you're having lunches and you're seeing people and you're doing all that stuff face-to-face, actually face-to-face. And this is a really hard time to market and stand out and keep in connection. So, you know, what's unique about that notion of pivoting to something new is really interesting. It's important. And I'll tell you what. So I'm part of a another legal bar organization in San Diego. I was part of a smaller group. You know, we had attorneys and judges and people in the group. And I was part of the group that was supposed to do a presentation on marketing your business. You know, what do you do to bring in clients? What do you do to market? This is back in December. The way I look at things is I want to see who is the best in my profession and what are you doing, right? So if you're the best estate planning attorney, best business law attorney, best pet attorney, what are you doing? Are you joining ProVisors? Perfect. I'm already a part of ProVisors, but I want to be better than you. So what else am I going to do on top of that, right? If you're going out there and kissing, hand, you know, kissing babies and you know, shaking hands, I already do that. What else can I do on top of that, right? I brought in my SEO expert. I said, hey, look, you know, I think this is what we should look into. SEO, web marketing, social media marketing. And what I found out was none of them were open to it. They were like, ah, attorneys are not going to do this. They don't care about all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was a little taken aback by that because all the attorneys that I know that are successful are doing that. Right. They're launching themselves. Yeah, exactly. So before pandemic, it was easy to go have a cup of coffee, grab a gin and tonic or whatever, shake hands, kiss. Baby. The point is we can't once the pandemic hits. Guess what? We can't do that anymore. I know you can't go out there and shake hands and have a cup of coffee or a beer at the bar anymore you, that you can't network in that manner. So guess what? You have to revert back to that marketing, social media, marketing, web marketing, postings, YouTube channels, whatever. You have to pivot. You have to do something different. Right. And what was unique was, you know, I've had Zoom for the last three years. Now everybody has Zoom. It makes my life significantly easier. Right. You're looking at some big firms. They're talking about, do we really need to have office space? You know, and pay thousands of dollars in rent. Our KPI is still the same. We're still having people that are being productive at home. We're still having the Zoom meetings or whatever else is necessary. Right. So how do we pivot from this? Um, yeah, it's interesting. And that was my view of that. So that was that was the way I utilized it. And I'm always looking at what else can I do? I'm going to look at the Jim Crosby's of the world. I'm going to look at the Renee's of the world and see what are they doing. And I want to do one more thing. I want to do one more thing they're doing. Because as much as I love Renee, I want to do one more thing. I just want to be that much better at some point in my career, right? And so if, if you're not thinking that way, then you're just kind of stagnant, right? And uh, I... I've always been that way. So you know, that, it kills that me because every time I talk to you, 
every single time. I leave like so motivated. It's like a Tony <laughs> Robbins talk. I'm like, yeah, let's go do it. Oh, it's so good, Chris. But that, that's the whole point, right? Like I, last time we spoke about this, I said, look, you know, this is what this is about. There are colleagues of ours that are struggling in solo practice or whatever else would be the case. And I want to talk to them. There's somebody out there that's struggling, that's having a hard time from this. Call me up. Let's talk, you know, let's have a cup of coffee on Zoom. Let's have a shot of whiskey on Zoom, whatever you want, right? Let's do that. And if I can help you move from here to the next step, I'll do that. Because guess what? When I graduated law school, there were attorneys that did that for me. There were attorneys that had a cup of coffee with me, had drinks with me, had lunch with me, had, you know, whatever with me, right? And all they asked for was pay it forward. And this is just my way of paying it forward. It's at a unique time in my life, in our lives, but I'm there. Look, if, if there's attorneys out there that can help out, I'm there. I still remember when I think Sotera launched her practice. You left the big firm life. Wasn't that Sotera? And yeah. I think Sotera and I talked years ago at a Pan-Asian lawyer's happy hour yep. at yep. Uh, in Del Mar someplace. And so Dang I love honey. seeing where she's at today. You know? And she took such so a huge quiet. risk leaving well, practice. I thought it's a little like I didn't want to speak the way you I want a better <laughs> life. Right, and that's I the reason you have we're doing what we're channel, doing, right? And yes, I do. If I can so help I somebody actually launched get there, my YouTube channel way before this. I think it's interesting time. I, I think the pandemic is it's like the Great Recession. And There's along with it, I launched my passion project because, of that. because my YouTube that's what's channel, right now. Mind. What's happening is pandemic is going to have long-lasting effects on how we practice law. Journey. And it's I do changing everything. It's very interesting. It's interesting for an older guy like me. Though, so. Absolutely. And and look, if you're, you're, either, you're either moving, corporations, you're moving, LLCs, and or you're you got to keep and moving. I yeah, and wanted your goal to kind is what's the next step? If that means, like, if you're an older established attorney, of, when right, you outside, and you're like, man, I don't know this Facebook thing. I don't know this TikTok thing. That's fine. That's fine. You don't want to go out there and do a TikTok dance. All good. Hire somebody. Hire somebody that's going to train you, be that person, right? Because we all know the three types of lawyers, rainmakers, facilitators, technicians. That they are if you're going to bring in business, then do you really want to spend 30 hours in front of your computer because you're not bringing in business then? Right? So then what do you do? You can focus on the rate making while you bring on the technicians, while you bring on the facilitators, right? That's the whole goal about that. So you have to figure out where you are, and that's the way it's going to go. Otherwise, you're going to be stagnant and you're somebody allowing me to be on that panel, like on a forum. Wonderful. That I think is the most incredible piece of this is that you're all taking your passions and the things that inspire you and the things that you know, and you're turning it into something that is really uniquely yours, but everyone is benefiting from it. It's such a beautiful gift. It's really, really cool to see because of the interviews, we get to meet so many more people that we otherwise might not have met because of the cooking show. And we get to have these wonderful tastes and these wonderful experiences and this focus on the good that's COVID where we get to spend time with family, which we might not otherwise have had the time. I mean, there's so much good coming out of this. It 
is the, I think the only thing that's keeping me sane during month five or six of the shelter in place. But I love watching everything you all are doing. I will add to that. It's funny because there's a lot of discussion about people getting into cooking. I actually been one of those people who love cooking, but during the COVID time, I actually got gotten stepped away from it a little bit just because I am living by myself. So, you know, I have the YouTube is a passion project, but the other thing I do is I am part of Mind Valley which is a forum where there's a lot of self-development programs. So I've been working on like energy work, looking at like what chakras I want to clear and just kind of working on this intuitive space, expanding my intuitive skills and building on that too. So that's really YouTube. And this was my passion project for the COVID time. So how do people find you on YouTube? You could find me at Inventive Mind, or oh, you could just Google Gayani, G-A-Y-A-N-I-L-A-W, Gayani Law, and my videos should pop up. Perfect. So, Renee, I want to know what you're doing, aside from your smokingly busy life all the time, being involved in everything and anything. How has COVID changed that? You know, I am experiencing a whole new world where there are not lots of board meetings and meetings and events all the time anymore. And I struggled with it. In fact, I'm looking yeah. at the faces on the screen. I know you all probably are used to that too, because everyone's very involved. And it's so strange to go from sometimes three events in a night to no events. Yeah, um, I miss crowded rooms. Yes, I, uh, hugging people, handshakes, meeting people, and being in a space with them. Now people put their hand out to me and I'm like, are you crazy? I'm not touching you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's such a, such a different reality. I can't even imagine it. So what have I been doing? I am doing something kind of similar to these folks. I started a passion project of mine that had been around for a couple of years and I finally got off my butt and started making it happen. And that was really fun. It's called MSHELE and it's geared towards helping women overcome hurdles in the legal profession, but it's open to anybody. And I've had the same type of thing that these folks are doing, taking what they're inspired by and making some stuff happen. Let me ask you all something. You're all doing interesting things on YouTube. You're all doing things that are kind of loosely connected with your law practices or direct. Are you finding that all of this stuff is helping to generate business that puts money in your pocket? Ooh, that's an interesting question. Chris, look at him. He's like, I got this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it depends on how you utilize it, right? If you're Mm -hmm. only doing a YouTube channel and you're not connecting it to other aspects of your marketing, if you're not marketing that YouTube channel, no one's going to know you have a YouTube channel, right? A couple hundred followers is great, but you need to be able to market that video. So how do you present the video? I have Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Google, different areas that I utilize. And I use that YouTube video that I post for that week or whatever else may be. And I'll market it in all those platforms. That in itself connects back to me, to my website directly, which in turn connects to me as a resource. What's interesting is, and it's a little annoying as well too. I'll have some friends contact me like, man, I don't know you did probate. And I just kind of stare at them. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, like, we talked years. about that a million. We, you were at my birthday last year. We had beers two weeks ago or whatever, right? So, but it's unique, right? What it does is it triggers people. They're like, you know what, man? I've been thinking about this and this is the right time for me to kind of take care of this estate plan. And so it, in that case, it does help, but you have to utilize that video. If all you're doing is posting a video and you're not trying to put it out there on the social media platform, you're not going to get any benefit from that. So you have to make sure 
you you utilize it. Yeah, it's the constancy of it too. You have to be regularly doing stuff too. You can't absolutely do one little thing for and then not do something no. for six months. It doesn't work. And, and you have to you have to grow with it, right? So when I when I first started, which wasn't a long time ago, I haven't I've not done as many videos as Tara, and, but it, it, it's evolving, right? The first video I did was basically you know simply a Zoom chat. That's what it, that's what it was, right? The room was dark. It wasn't lit. My window wasn't open. It was different. And it started evolving. I started getting better. And then the next thing I did was I, I, you know, I found a, through a colleague of mine, I found somebody who's going to be editing some of these videos and putting small clips of keywords that I said on uh, easy to put on Twitter, right? No one's going to sit there and watch a 30 minute video, but if there's certain areas that are unique to that, they're going to put that out there, right? You know, I got a better mic system, a lighting system, whatever else may be the case, right? You grow with it. So there's not a lot of investment there in the beginning. It's really not. But as you grow with it and you see that this product can grow with you and can be monetized, then you start taking advantage of it from that perspective. I have my own YouTube channel for my business as well. And when I do a video there, I post it all over every social media platform that is out there. And then I include it in my monthly newsletter. I send it to my clients. I send it to potential referrals. So you, and you have to be consistent and you can't just put like one video up and then expect something to happen. You've got to put it all, all over the platforms. You have to be consistent in creating the video content and, and then it starts to pick up and then people look forward to it and then people watch it and you get subscribers and then they forward it. And YouTube can be very powerful. Yeah, I wish I actually got in on this much sooner. <laughs> I, but Not it was just, I never had, I've never had the time, right? And so last year I actually ended up hiring like a marketing firm to help me with this. And they kept telling me like, oh, we need to do these videos. And I'm like super self-conscious about like being on the camera and having to like look a certain way, you know? <laughs> and then just because I had so much time since we had to stay home, I was like, you know, this is, the, this is the time. Like I've been wanting to do this. I've been told to do this for a while. And I, I knew that the courts were certainly going to be shutting down quite quickly. I was like, okay, nobody's going to be filing for divorce anytime soon and I can't be litigating. I'm a litigator. So what am I going to be doing? And now, yeah, fitness is definitely picking up because of it. But but yeah, I really wish I did this sooner. And I echo exactly what Kristen, as Tara was saying, is that, yeah, you have to really be putting it out there everywhere. And I literally was doing like a video a day. Like every single day I was posting a brand new video. And then it kind of slowed down drastically because it's just been hard now to manage full-time schedule of my job and then you know the litigation aspect and all that good stuff that I'm doing and then the YouTube channel and interviewing people and editing and also doing my own editing and that's bad (laughs) that's that's a lot of work but yeah I, I love that COVID definitely kind of encouraged us all to continue doing this and to start doing this and inspiring hopefully others to do the same because it definitely has brought in a lot of business, you know, for me and kind of the same thing as Chris was saying, like people were like, oh, you're a family law attorney. I always see people posting mm-hmm. on like certain groups and like, oh, I'm looking for a family law attorney. I'm like, me, you know, <laughs> like I'm like the only Muslim. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm also just being, you know, like, again, Middle Eastern, Muslim, all of that. Like I am the only female Muslim family law attorney in San Diego. So wow. it's like when I see people in fa- on Facebook, you know, within those groups posting, I'm like, yes, I, like that's exactly like you're looking for me, right? Like I speak Arabic as well. So yeah, it's like really great to have these videos out there because people have like seen it and they'll be like, oh, I know a family law attorney. Like here she is, like here's her video, you know? So I absolutely love like YouTube and I wish we did start this much sooner. You know what else, like, you know, Jalen, I just hit on this for a second is 
when you do these videos, people get to see how authentic you are, right? They get to see who you are as a person because normally that's what the consultations are, right? Mm -hmm. uh, back in the days, a, a client will call you up and we'll have a consultation. Right now we have that face-to-face -face with Zoom, which is great. But if that client has had the opportunity to see a video of you in your own setting, right? This is who I am. This is who I am, right? Either you like it or you don't. You don't, no problem. There's a million other attorneys out there. If you do, give me a call. Let's talk about this. But it's, it's almost like a precursor to that interview, right? It, they get to see how authentic you are, who you are. And if it appeals to them, they're going to call you. So that call is automatically a, what I would call a warm lead to a certain extent, because they've already, they already know who you are, your personality, you joke around, you kid around, you cook, you make lemon bars, whatever, right? So that's what I like about the videos. So I wanted to interview other lawyers from the community because of that. I, and also just people from different professions as well, like real estate. And I can't think of the word right now, but she was a divorce coach, basically. And so anyways, I interviewed all these different people. And I, my intention eventually was to put them all on my website so that when individuals are looking for a real estate agent or a trust and estates attorney or, or whatever type of attorney, they should just go on my website and watch their video. And so- Did you just say a divorce coach? Yeah. I'm curious. What is a divorce coach? I think you're going to have to check out the YouTube video. Of oh! <laughs> yes! There I you already, go. I already subscribed to it. There you go. <laughs> but I'm just curious what a divorce coach is. She's a mental health professional. She's, she's a life and success coach. So she coaches people through the divorce process, you know. Oh, okay, got kind of it. Get All them right. in a yeah, same state mm -hmm. of mind when they're okay. not making okay. crazy decisions. I got to believe there's going to be a post-pandemic divorce boom, right? People all stuck together with each other, a bunch of married people. <laughs> Jalen's like, can't okay, get away it. from each other. <laughs> <laughs> so I have yeah. How are you all figuring out what to do with these channels once you make them? I mean, how are you, how do you know how to market them? Do you have any training on this or how are you feeling it out? Me, I will. I so my channel I launched last year when I launched it. My purpose is to educate people, so I do think it's matter what's your purpose is and how you're doing it. So for me, it's have been a resource for my potential clients, like Chris says. Uh, they usually come to my consultations having seen some of my videos. So I make sure that they appear on my LinkedIn because a lot of my um, clients are coming from me, the other attorney referrals or my LinkedIn, because I've been in LinkedIn since 2000 two or something, very long time. So uh, my LinkedIn following is pretty good. These all connections I have made throughout that time. So I think my plan is to keep growing this platform for myself to, and see what interests I take there and maybe even offer some courses online. Excellent. It's interesting. Chris, what about you? You talk like you have done this as a career. I've probably done this a lot shorter than Sotera, Jalen, Gayani, you, Jim, Adriana, everybody. I promise you that. I'm the rookie here, so I'm learning from everybody else. You know, I think that, you know, we, we don't need to cut out everything when we're videoing because there may be, I mean, people, then you're not real, right? And people want to know that you're real and that, and so I keep some of my blurbs and my bloopers in some of my videos. And, you know, Renee was asking, you know, how do you just do it? I, I'm not fearful of it. You can only be you. And you have to be confident in who you are. And I turn the recorder on and I just do me. And if that resonates with somebody, fabulous. If it doesn't, well, maybe they're an F client. And I don't want to work with them anyway. Right? So I love that. 
Love that. Like I'm telling you, I can, I can tell you, like I have not posted a lot of videos, but I have not, I, I, this is crazy. Every video I've recorded, I've posted it without playing it back. Wow. No joke. I have wow. every video I've recorded. I've posted it without playing it back. Obviously, if during the interview, if I said something crazy, that'd be different, but I'm not going to have it yet. So, but uh, every like video you, I've posted. Like you slander posted, a judge or something like that? I would never, 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 never. <laughs> ever do that. Ever. Hello. Just, no, but seriously, I posted it because look, like, you know, so Tara just said, it's organic. It's authentic. It's what it is. It's who I am. And if you don't like me, like at the end of the day, we want to work with people that want to work with us, right? Mm-hmm. And wh- one of the biggest advice, the advice that I give young attorneys coming out is learn to say no. Learn to say no, meaning, you know, if you have a, if there's a client in front of you and you're like, ah, the hairs on the back of my neck are standing up, maybe that's not the client for you. Learn to say no. Don't worry about the fact that I'm giving away money, you know? It's the best advice I can give you because it's made my law career a lot happier because I pick and choose the clients that I want to work with. And when you work with clients you want to work with, it's a lot of fun. And the videos allow me to attract people that want to work with me. I will echo Satara and Chris. Honestly, I try not to edit because I just don't have the time for that. So I try to record it and I put my authentic self out there. And whoever connect with me, I believe that that's for that. And if I make a goof off during a video or say something, I sometimes own up to it and say, okay, that's what's that and move on. So just because you can go for perfection, if you're spending too much time trying to look for perfection, how are you going to practice law? <laughs> because we, this is not the only thing we are doing. Yeah. So I, you know, I think that's where you need to get to. If you're thinking about doing a YouTube channel or podcast, stop being so critical of yourself and know that people are going to connect with you because of who you are and the fact that you are not perfect is actually, um, you know, refreshing. Yeah, I think the best content is honest content, whether you're writing or your video or your podcasting, it's honest content. And that's what people like. So it's what I like. I think it's great to have the options too and the tech, right? Where we can, with zero editing background, be like, I'm going to edit a video. Isn't that so cool? Or the audio, or I'm just going to shoot this all and upload it. I know, Chris, every time I've uploaded something and or recorded something and watched it, it has not gotten posted. I have deleted it. What you said was exactly it. Like, post it and just don't look if you don't have to, because then it'll get up there. But otherwise, I'm like, I look so dumb right there. I sound so dumb right there. I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. And then, yeah, down the rabbit hole. So The caveat of that is, look, obviously, if you say something crazy, (laughs) please go (laughs) back. Like you slander a judge. Like you slander a judge or something. Please go back and take that off. Don't be like, you know what Chris said? Just post it. And then next thing you know, you'd be disbarred. No, I don't want that, okay? But, you know, I I think it was was just Gayani was just saying, you know, you think it's going to be perfect. It's going to be a problem. And I was reading this book, you know, this morning and it said, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. You know, and, and yes. I literally read that this morning and I, it's a great book. It's called Dare Greatly. I highly recommend it. I'm just curious if you shy away from political comment and political content in your videos, in your YouTubes. In my videos, I keep it neutral, right? The whole purpose of the video is to provide content for people who are going through a tough time during this process, right? Whether it be businesses, whether it be for real estate purposes, whether it be for motivational purposes, whatever else it is. And regardless of what political spectrum you're on, that is not going to be what the content people want for that, right? Mm -hmm. So 
I'm politically vocal in a lot of other ways, but for my channel, I keep it away from that. For me, I have some content on there because I think as a woman of color, as an immigrant, as a scientist, as an attorney, I have a voice that I want to put out there because there are people who look like me, who are brown, who I have been in places where I have faced discrimination. So I could tell you that it doesn't matter. Like sometimes, you know, you could be a scientist and you get judged for something just because of the way you look. So I make sure I do put it out there where I stand on things because I think it's important to show that somebody with a background who have the training, I came from Johns Hopkins, came from National Institutes of Health. When I say something, we need to show our credentials and show that where we stand because there are things that's happening right now that's not okay. So that's my stand and I'm okay with somebody not hiring me or dropping me as an attorney just because if they find that my politics were like I'm too progressive, that's okay with me because I think there's plenty of abundance of opportunities out there. Mm -hmm. I'm not going for the lack mindset. So I think that's what's important to align with what you do and what you what com- what is comfortable for you. Yeah, I agree. So Tara, what about you? I keep my YouTube channel for my business about cars. <laughs> so if I if I talk about anything that's politics, it's more legislation that is pro-consumer. I stick with that. That's who my audience is, and that's why they're probably watching me. On my foodie channel, maybe I might mention something, but I really don't focus on anything. I just try to keep it light because that's my light form for me and my daughter to enjoy time together and make some recipes and have fun. So I, I try to stay away from it. It makes sense. I think it, it's what you've all been saying the whole time is it depends on what you're using your channel for and what its purpose is. And that's really important. We always talk about in every board I've been on, you know, does it further the mission, right? And so it's the same type of thing with your business, with your YouTube, with your passion project. Does it further? Does it move the message? Does it move the ball forward towards whatever your goal is? So I love that. I agree. I think I would just ask all of you, is there one thing that you would like to share you've not had the opportunity to share yet about your project or about the work you're doing? I would just say, you know, if you have the opportunity, go on YouTube, type in either my name, Chris McCurgie, K-R-I-S McCurgie, M-U-K-H-E-R-J-I, or Law Office at Chris McCurgie, and just subscribe to my channel. It's new, and I promise you I'll be posting some good content that I think you'll enjoy, and it'll be something you can listen to while having your morning coffee or while eating lunch, having a good time, having your scotch, whiskey, gin, whatever. I don't really have anything else that is specific to Lemon Law other than educate yourself and maybe subscribe to my YouTube channel so you know what the laws are and you can protect yourself. But really, beyond that, I think people, if we could all just stay positive and look at look for opportunities in life and not have a negative mindset, but instead have a growth mindset, we all will get through this and come out wonderfully in the end. And so Tara, how do people find you for Lemon Law and for your foodie channel on YouTube again? For Lemon Law, I mean, if you if you search probably for Lemon Law Boss Lady, <laughs> you'll get my Lemon Law stuff. If you search for Foodie Boss Lady, you'll get my Foodie channel, um, both on YouTube. Perfect. Ah, that's, that's funny. funny. <laughs> I will 
So I will just add for me, I think uh, what I will put it out there is just do something that is creative because uh, not because you have to, you think this is the way to do it because we are doing it because you have a passion for it. Because when you follow your passion, your energy is aligned with it and you're going to connect. So I think it's like this mindset, what Satora said, is really important. And if anybody out there who want to chat about mindfulness, they're curious about it, how to get started, they want some resources, I'm always available. You could find me on LinkedIn. You type in my name, Gayani, I should show up. And I love talking about mindfulness, mindfulness practices. Excellent. All right. That was amazing. You were all incredible. I loved learning about what you're doing and why you're doing. And I think this is going to be a really fun podcast. I can't wait. Thanks for making time. Loved it. Thanks for having us. Well, we've satisfied our meet and confer requirement. And here at the San Diego County Bar, our mission is to connect lawyers and support their success and fulfillment. And I think we've hit that mark today talking about both success as being an attorney, but also fulfillment in fueling those creative juices. So make sure to stay connected with us on the SDCBA by liking us and following us on Facebook at San Diego County Bar, on LinkedIn at San Diego County Bar Association, on Twitter and Instagram at SD County Bar. And you can always submit questions, comments, or ideas for future podcasts to bar at sdcba.org. And as we close today out, I'm going to highly encourage all our listeners to find these amazing lawyers on YouTube. Like and subscribe, watch their videos, learn about new people, have fun, expand your horizons. Thank you for joining us. And we'll see you next time on Meet and Confer. And don't mess with boss lady. (laughs) Don't don't mess with the boss lady. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you you so much. Thank you very much. Nice to see you. Bye, guys. Great to see you all. Bye.